And we are back for the spoiler version. Uh, let's spoiler get into it. Spoiler edition. Let's get into <laughs> it. Uh, do you want to go first? Uh, what? What? Um, here's how we determine spoilers. We talk about how maybe this doesn't make it a perfect movie. Yeah. It's easier to talk about what's wrong with this movie than what isn't, but I have very few things to say, so I think we're going to wrap up the spoiler version uh, without, you know... I obviously, told, I obviously told you how I really feel about this movie and how everything makes me feel yeah. about this, but uh, that part's not a secret or a spoiler. What is a spoiler is everything else that's left over as to why this isn't a perfect movie. Yeah, um, I'm going to start off by saying I thought everybody did a great job of acting. I actually think Pete Davidson was a little under... Hmm. He wasn't as good of acting as the rest of them. Hmm. Um, and I don't know if that's because he's not a serious actor normally, because uh, he was on SNL, but... Um, I said this early on. Uh, maybe that's, he's just acting like he is. He's so. not acting. Yeah, he's just being himself. Yep. Right, so... Um, I, I, I think that a lot of people could take that as you undermining him, but I think that's actually a strength in that he's so close to the character that he doesn't have to act. He's not pretending how he feels about this whole thing. Yeah, and I think... Um, I think that's great. I also think that we we had some ideas about where the plot was going at one point. <laughs> when when they left to go out on the fire call... What a fucking twist. And we thought, oh shit, it's going to happen. Somebody's going to die. You said that, Bill, actually. Bill, Bill Burr's going to die. La, la, la. You know, we thought it was going to be... Uh, what's oh, it called? Oh. Um, a sort of uh, epiphany, not epiphany, but a foreshadowing of what's to come, and it's right. going to happen again. But then they threw and a curveball. Yeah. They, they threw a curveball in this. In this we this can talk thing. about it because it's not a fucking spoiler. Actually, it is a spoiler, but it's not because it's a twist in the movie. The 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 big. I didn't think we were going to get to it so soon. Who's but... the Who's the big guy that you said uh, who got he got stabbed in the gut or whatever? Oh um, god damn yeah. What's that, guy's um, name? that guy's name is. Ah, uh, Jackson. Fuck. Somebody Jackson. No, Keith Jackson was the black. Um, Keith Keith Robinson was the black uh, security guard that everybody right, right. was making fun no, no, of. No, I'm talking about the, the fact. I know. Um, Jesus fucking Christ. Uh, now I have to be. Well, actually, I already gave myself a sort of escape for this. Like, I. Even though I know all these names of these people, I'm so overwhelmed by the amount of comedians. Lynn Coplitz was in this. Can we talk about her in a little bit? Well, who you're talking about is, um, I want to come off knowing, like, I know who the fuck I'm talking about. But once I see their their faces, I know their names. And right now, I'm not seeing his face. Well, we, uh, we had Machine Gun Kelly. What did you think of Machine Gun Kelly's performance? It was short, but it was very short. He was a tattoo artist. He was a total dick to Pete. I um, actually think um, Machine Gun Kelly. If if you listen to episode one twenty two uh, for Project Power, I like him a lot as a rapper. And if you look at his video shoots, uh, he's also in Bird uh, Bird Box as well. I've not seen Bird Box. Uh, neither have I. I have no desire to watch that movie. Oh, um, remember the scene where you thought it was the guy from Workaholics? I think that's the kid. That's fucking funny. <laughs> Alexander Lowe. It was um, a very short scene, and you got a glimpse of him. It was like, very short. That looked like the guy from Workaholics. I was like, oh, shit, yeah. Um, yeah, uh, I don't know, man. Like... <sighs> I just don't know where to go with this. Um, you keep going. You have to drive. I'm yeah. just I'm just gonna keep spewing. Well, what was I just talking about before before you brought up the uh, fucking non not workaholics guy? Um, the, the fat guy got stabbed. So yeah, can you? I'm uh, looking through. Fuck. I'm looking through the cast and I don't see him. Jesus either. Christ! I feel embarrassed bragging about knowing all these comedians and I can't remember this fucking guy's name. Didn't you say his last name was Jackson or no? No, it was, uh... God damn it, dude. I, I'm sorry, guys. I'm a piece of shit. I might have to edit this part out. Uh, oh, by the way, I found out... Shout out to Justice Moe. 
The guy on Twitter, uh, I believe he's an American living in the Netherlands. Shout out, I think it's the Netherlands. Sorry if I got it wrong. Dude, sorry, Justice Mo. At least I found you. Shout out to you. Hope you're doing uh, well over there. Um, he is one of the few people, one of the good things that came out of this pandemic. I've actually gotten fans and more projects and people are listening and paying attention uh, Justice Mo, shout out to you. Thank you. That's it. Yeah. Um, did you figure out who it was? Forgot to. No, I don't see his name in the credits. But I did want to talk. I'm, about I'm, I'll look it up. Keep talking. A little bit about Pamela Adlon. She okay. was she was uh, Bill Burr's ex-wife, and we talked okay. about how she was also in the Louis C.K. shows. Oh God, we love her. And dude. she was also in uh, Californication, which I have yet to watch. But yeah. Shout out David uh, Duchovny. She's, she's always good. She was she's in She's so good. And, uh... Um, so good. Dominic Longmore. And beautiful as ever. She always... She's always... She's always... She always looks good. Steve Buscemi had a pretty good role, too. Steve Buscemi. Shout out to Steve Buscemi, dude. You yeah. shot... You saw him, I was like, that's not... No, why? <laughs> and then he was, and I was like, fuck yeah, dude. Everybody... Dude, I don't know how... You have to be a fucking good guy. Judd Apatow got everybody together in this movie that should have been where were they supposed to be at the exact same time they were supposed to be there. Fucking shout out. Everybody and fucking crushed it. I think it. that's part of the reason why... Fucking the, crushed it. Part of the reason why the movie was a little longer than, than yeah. we would have thought because he wanted to give everybody a little screen time too. And and he, and it worked. Yeah. I'm not going to lie, man. But Bill Burr definitely had more screen time than we expected and he killed it. Can, that, yes. That mustache can, can was epic. Can I start praising him as much as I want to? Yes. This fucking guy. I love him so much. I had no idea he was going to be as big of a part in this movie as he was. Dude, I've been listening to Bill Burr forever. And I've been... I introduced you Efforts for Family. We watched that. Mm-hmm. We watched all fucking three seasons now. I can't wait till the fourth season comes out. This shit is... Everything he does... Uh, as a matter of fact, the last job I got fired from... Actually, scratch that. The last job I quit from, <laughs> fuck them. They didn't fire me. I fucking quit. Well, they were gonna give me a, you know, a wee test, and I was like, I, I gotta go. <laughs> uh, so technically, I quit, but they were gonna fire me. Any hoozles. Yeah. Um, and you know what? Shout out to my HR gal. She was on my side. I think. Um... And uh, I, I gotta tell you, there was this this girl that I coached. She was actually one of my managers, but she told me, take my job, please. You you deserve it. And I kind of did. Um, I didn't get a raise, but I took over as, like, the floor manager. And uh, she told me that I was – this is the best compliment I've ever gotten. She told me that I was a mix between Bill Burr and Aziz Ansari. I agree with that. Yeah. And, and I was like, that's – I almost cried. I gave her a fucking hug, and she's like, don't touch me. But... <laughs> <laughs> me too. <laughs> yeah, that was before Me Too. I didn't get canceled. I got fired because of smoke Which, weed. by the way, he said Me Too Me Too? Movie. Me Too he's happened like, in this movie. I'm like, like, what the fuck? Yeah, he's he's like, wait, that's what I gotta so do get Me Too? <laughs> yeah. Dude, there's so many good jokes. And um, I actually... I almost cried when she told me that. Like, that's the... Oh, and you know who else? David Tell. She said, you're a mix between David Tell... Aziz Ansari and Bill Burr. And I'm like, I will take that. And at first I got mad That's at her. I'm like, company. I was like, what the fuck is that supposed to mean? They're She's all like, famous. No, I got mad at her at first. I got mad at her at first. She's like, no, no, no. No, I meant, like, I wasn't going to hit her or anything. But she was like, I know how quick you are. I know how short your temper is. I know how short your wick is. Mm-hmm. She said wick. <laughs> Just to be clear. <laughs> I know how short your wick wick is, okay? (laughs) And she compared me to Bill Burr, David Tell, and Aziz Ansari, and I I almost fucking cried. That is good company, my guy. Yeah. Uh, And and she's like, yeah, you, the re, the, every, don't get offended when I laugh at you. I'm laughing at you. I'm like, wait, what? What do you mean by that? She's like, I'm not laughing at you i'm laughing at you it depends on how you say that mm-hmm. and she completely killed it for me i was like oh okay you get 
you get a skate now. You you you. Every time that you laugh, I'm gonna assume that you're laughing at me, not laughing at me. And now I get it. And because of my short fuse, I have to tell people like you, dude. I'm not mad at you. I'm just mad. Mm-hmm. I'm I'm not yelling at you. I'm just yelling. Oh, that's who. That, that was that one actor in this movie. He was one of the firemen. And he kept reminding me of Channing Tatum. Ah, uh, yeah, that's who you kept saying. That's who I kept reminding me of. Gotcha. Yeah, Channing Tatum, who, by the he way... He did look a little bit like who, that. Who, by the way, um, my wife's sister, my sister-in-law, went to school with Channing Tatum for a short period of time. Fuck out of here. Yeah, because he went to, I think it was Tampa Catholic or something for a little bit. No shit. Um, Dude, shout out to Tampa Catholic. I know some people that went there. Yeah. <laughs> but he, he, for a short period of time, wow. went, went to high school in Tampa, and my sister-in-law uh, went there as well. Shout out to Ricky Velez in this movie. Dope. But yeah, so there's this one actor in this movie who looks like Channing Tatum, and his name is Jimmy Tatro. So I am looking... Okay, so Keith Robinson is here. Who is the... Am I looking for the other black guy? Is that what I'm doing? I don't... Yeah, I see Keith Robinson. Uh, I don't see the other dude. He, maybe he doesn't have a picture on here. But why... Um, Machine Gun Kelly's here. Tattoo, oh. tattoo shop owner. Yeah. He actually did a good job. Uh, Hank Strong... Firefighter Rivera, firefighter... No, none of the firefighters, right? No. God damn, what? See, this is why sometimes it's good to take notes, but you guys know this is 100% real because now we're looking in real time and I'm wasting everybody's time. Um... Oh, Rich Voss, by the way. Short cameo in this movie. Uh, he's the... Uh, I hope I can say this without getting canceled. He's the uh, he's the obviously looking Italian wop. I got uh, it. Action Bronson. Oh, that's why I was thinking Jackson. Action Jackson. Action Bronson is in this movie. <laughs> he is a chef and a stoner, and I did that tonight, and I proved to you that I can almost pull those two things off at the same time. Almost. Action you, Bronson except, in this fucking show, spoiler alert, dude. Spoiler alert, Darren almost blew up the house. <laughs> I'm glad that I only have um, <laughs> blisters on my right hand from not exploding uh, the entire... You know what? I grilled that it was really good. Um, it took a little too long to light the grill and, and it, it popped a little. I, I, I thought it was a little... I almost blew my right hand off. <laughs> yes. Uh, yeah, shout out to me. Action Bronson. Talking about Action Bronson, he would have loved that. I really hope you got that on film. No, I didn't. Uh, I would send that to Action Bronson right now. I'm not a millennial, so I don't think I'm recording every little thing, you know? Yeah. I don't know. Which is funny because they made a millennial joke in this movie and it was really Yeah, bad. yeah, exactly. We are the fucking millennials. What are you talking about? <laughs> I'm one year shy of being a millennial. Was that is that who you're talking about? Because he's not black. Uh, no. You have a real issue with... Uh, I, didn't, I didn't say he was black. I said the guy that got shot, the fat guy that got shot in the gut or, or stabbed. Oh, stabbed. Yeah, you're right. You're right. Yeah, yeah. Um, actually, he is... Um, I actually think he is part black. So we were, actually, we were talking about it being Samoan or having some Asian in his blood. No, uh, I was I was talking about uh, yeah. No, you, you're mixing up a joke that I told you about uh, before. Oh, okay. Uh, I told you the the girl that is in this picture. Remember how you were standing a little bit above me and you thought that the guy from uh, that one CBS show looked like Mac from yes, and yeah. and so. My monitor is set to like an eye level to where the guy at eye level definitely looks black. But if you stand a little bit taller, he looks like a, a mean version of Mac from Sunny. Yeah, it's he, always sunny. He, he looks like he's got white skin almost. And so like, I, I said to a you, dark tan. yeah, yeah. And I go, uh, I go, hey, um, I have to feel really good about this because you're so progressive that you don't see color at all. You thought this guy was white. That's a black guy. <laughs> and you're like, what? He's not black. I'm like, well, maybe it's because you're standing. Like, maybe get at eye level. He's like, and then once you got at eye level, you're like, oh, shit, that guy's black. As fuck. Like, no, uh, he's still, he's he's, still white-skinned black, uh, at least in that picture. But you're totally right. Like, yeah. if, if you did not see color, and I'm a brown guy, and I always complain about racism and all this bullshit, 
but here I am making a joke about how you can't see color, and he does. If you lighten it up just a little bit, he, he looks, looks like he a, looks like a mean Mac. He looks like mean Ma- uh, Rob McElhaney from It's Always Sunny. Fucking hilarious. So is that who you were talking about? Uh, I don't know. Well, who's the who's the fucking black guy in the show that we can't? No, that ID. was the guy. I was talking about Action uh, Action Bronson. Action Bronson. Yeah. So um, is that what he is labeled as? He is labeled as shot or stabbed victim. <laughs> <laughs> is that what it is? Yeah. That's he, he, kept coming up, he kept coming up with different fake stories. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Dude, he was really good and funny, man. He has his own show. If you if you look Action Bronson up, he's on Vice. He has his own show where he just smokes weed and, and eats food. It's fucking great. It was a little bit too hardcore for me, but because of the theme of this movie, it's like basically... Smoke weed and survive. Uh, I completely got it. I'm like, I knew, I was almost pissing you off because every time somebody new came on the screen, I knew them. Yes. And you were like, just You're like, dude, dude, dude. Yeah, yeah. You were like, just shut the fuck up. Can we fucking watch this, please? He's pausing it every couple minutes. Like, oh, oh, oh. Um, yeah, I'm annoying. I will say, even though this was a good movie, uh, I don't think it's Apatow's best movie, and I haven't seen all of his movies. Um, but I, I still think 40-Year-Old Virgin is probably my favorite. Um, it's very mainstream. Um, I don't think that this falls in that same category of people that would watch 40-Year-Old Virgin versus this movie. People that watch yeah. this movie know exactly what they're getting into. They, well, maybe not. I don't know. I, uh, you know, uh, I might be too, as much as I hate to say this because I'm not bragging at all, I think I'm already too inside baseball that I already know what's going on in this movie. And that being said, it was still fucking great. Yeah. People that have no idea what's going on in this movie, it might be way too over their heads for them to understand it. And they may not like it. But I think because you know me and how much I love comedy, this movie meant more to you than you think you did because of me. Uh, if it wasn't for me, I don't think you'd like this movie as much. You didn't know about Bill Burr before this. You didn't know about... Any of these fucking people before you met me, right? Um, well, no, because I didn't know. We've known each other for 16 plus years. Right, The reason, <laughs> but the reason you know comedy in the depths that you do is because of me. Uh, partially, yeah. I mean, I, I was a fan of Robin Williams before we met. 100%. But, um... And then, Jesselnick, uh, Jesselnick. Dimitri Martin, we, we met together. Yep. Um, we watched his show when it first came out on Comedy Central. Yep. Uh, who who else? Uh, Bill Burr. I introduced you to Billy. Yeah, I'm not really a big fan of most comedians these days, but I like Bill Burr. Um, and Jesselnick and Dimitri Martin. That's about the only. But I was, but I don't think that I introduced you to Dimitri Martin when we became. No, you did. Did I? We did. Well, we discovered him together. Uh, um, well, I already, I already knew who he was when I met you, but I think we realized, oh shit. We know this. We know this same comedian, and I don't think that anybody else knows this I guy. I just remember watching we've seen him. Dimitri Martin four times in Tampa. Three or four times. Yeah. We've seen. Uh, I've seen Bill Burr uh, twice in Florida. No, one time in Florida in Orlando at the Improv, which is this last. Uh, oh. You can you can go watch. What did you know Apatow directed two episodes of Crashing? Yes, I did. Uh huh. Yes, I did. I've seen there all those. Go. I've seen all those episodes. Uh, you can follow those on my Twitter account um, at a week late. Uh, yeah. Um, another one. Uh, that whole crashing is revolved around Pete Holmes. Yep. He, I fucking hate him because <laughs> he stole your life. He stole my life, and he made a whole <laughs> comedy out of it, and it sucks because. My parents uh, are full-time pastors. I've been talking about this for fucking 15 years. Um, and he was a youth pastor, and he fell in love with his sweetheart, and she cheated on him, and his whole life got turned around because uh, religion fucking sucks. And yeah. uh, he made a whole thing out of it before I could. So go fuck yourself, Pete Holmes, but I love you. Um... I'm too involved in this to have, dude, I, I swear, man, like, 
I felt so many lines in this movie that were relating to me, even though I know this movie is about Pete. And I have friends that fucking died, or parents, friends' parents that died in 9-11 and all this crazy shit. And can we get to... I wanted, I wanted to point out... Can we get to the theme of it? Because we haven't even yeah. talked about what's been going on in the movie, but how it related to us, which yeah. which is huge. Which is I, think, huge. I think the theme of the movie is <clears throat> people not realizing their potential or being, mm. being too set in their life to try to make changes or become a better person. Mm-hmm. Um, and it takes shitty things to happen to you to, to realize that you need to change your life. Um, he made some really stupid decisions like trying to tattoo a kid, Bill Burr's kid. Can we he, talk about he, that? That's how they met? Yeah, and, and Bill Burr justifiably was pissed off, yep. which anybody would be. Any what the fuck is be. wrong with you tattooing people on a beach? Yeah, and who's I mean, a minor? that's just a stupid, stupid thing to do. And then he goes off and he, and he, and he helps his friends by being the That's lookout. New York, though. If I'm going to say anything, dude, I got family. His, his... I got family from all the five boroughs. I got maybe a couple cousins from Staten Island. Back in the day, dude. <laughs> I got to tell you, uh, before all that Jersey Shore shit happened, that's the type of stuff that was going on. Yeah, but... People he... got tattoos on the fucking beach. Nine yeah. years old from a fucking old drunk guy. And old was maybe five years older. But then Millennials get, doing fucking. Let's talk about let's talk about him doing this this heist with his friends of a drugstore of a pharmacy. Okay. And in, in, in the beginning, he's yeah. like, "No, fuck you guys, I'm not doing it." I thought that was a joke at the beginning. It was it was so passive. I didn't even know that it was a thing. You didn't know they were serious. No, at all. When it was happening, I'm like, I paused it. And I was like, "Wait, what the fuck is going on?" And you're like, whoa, remember when they were talking about this before? I was like, yeah, but that was just, it's like a sort of passe kind of thing. No. I had no idea that they were actually, and then it, it, so, wow, we have to really get to, but before that happened, we have to get to, as to why he agreed to do, to go back there in the first place. I think he agreed to go back and do it because he was pissed off. He was pissed off at what was going on in his life, and he's just like, fuck it, I'm going to do this. So, I got to... That's a good point. I gotta go back, speaking of which, to... Uh, is that for sure Judd Apatow's daughter? Yeah. His sister uh, in the in the movie. She, like I said, uh, the last time I... You know how when you see a cousin or somebody at maybe like a family reunion and that's just the picture that you have in your head of them and then the next time you see them like oh shit you got old or oh shit you got fat yeah well when you when you look at your little cousins in this in in my headspace like i said i've been following apatow's career for a mad long time and to see his daughter so grown up to play this motherfucker's sister when he when i know how old he is yeah and you know, I thought maybe he was a lot older than he actually was, but she could actually be his sister in real life. To to see her all grown up, it's like, oh, I'm old now. And how how old does he feel to where he's casting his daughter as Pete's sister? Mm-hmm. She's all grown up, and it's like, oh my god, I'm fucking old, and she's great. Mm-hmm. This girl cried on cue. No, she's good. She did one of the best scenes, and I'm like, oh my god, she's showing emotion, and she can do it on cue. Yeah, when she was leaving for college. And I know who yeah. this is. And it's like, oh, 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 oh shit, I'm fucking old. <laughs> yeah, we're getting old. I know t- way too much about these people to where I figure, where I found out, I even paused it. I'm like, is that Jed Apatow's daughter? There's no fucking way that's her. I feel like, and this sounds very creepy, I feel like when I saw 40-Year-Old Virgin, she was five. Was she in it? No. Oh. I just know that much about their family. They just had kids. I I didn't know anything about them. They have daughters, and I I actually think that their daughters were in 40-Year-Old Virgin. As 
babies. Might have been. So in my head, I'm like, they're going to be that age forever. I think that they're that age, just like old family. And I'm like, oh, fuck, is that his... Wow. Hope now, and now I'm more depressed. <coughs> not only do I not have a fucking comedy career after all these years, and the fucking pandemic has actually gotten me closer to a comedy career... But now nobody knows who the fuck I am, and I've been following them. That makes me a creepy fuck. <laughs> it's fucking creepy. They, they I'm a fan, and I have, they have no idea who the fuck I am. Well, let's see. What else could we uh, discuss about the movie? Um, we need to go further <clears throat> on the whole plot of the movie because we haven't even talked about what it's about. Well, yeah, the, the movie is about him coming to reality, coming to terms with his current situation and how how much of a, a loser he is. So what happens is is that his his uh, kind of like in real life, his dad dies running into a fire and never coming out. They did not mention nine eleven, but it was very much implied. We knew what it was about, maybe only because I spoiled that version of his real life. But you even said to me during the movie, like, oh, they didn't even mention 9-11. I'm like, yeah, that happened in real life. That wasn't... So maybe I spoiled that, spoiled that for you. But that's why this movie isn't necessarily a biopic, is because it's kind of like 8 Mile. It's loosely based on the real life. Or like Entourage? Uh, yeah. more closely based on his life? Yeah, um, because in real life, that's what happened to the actors in Entourage. Their rich friend got famous, and they took him, he took him all to Hollywood. Yeah. Um, but this was a little bit, like I said, man, like, this was loosely based on his real life, and maybe I fucked that up for people because I know too much. But maybe that's why it resonated so much with me. And I apologize ahead of time if I fucking ruined the feel of the movie for anybody. I'm hoping I enhanced it by letting you know a little bit as to why this movie was so genuine. By not telling the actual story, but loosely basing it off what actually happened. I liked I liked Fucking how, amazing, man. I liked how he... Once he started hanging out with the firefighters and they were telling him stories about his dad... So let's get into that. Um, how... how he, you know, his whole um, mem- memory of his father mm-hmm. was that he was this amazing guy. He yep. never did anything wrong. Fucking real-life superhero. But then he starts hearing these stories about how he did drugs, how oh, he, wasn't, yeah. he wasn't perfect. And most people would be like, I don't want to hear this. Yeah, go fuck I, yourself. I don't want to hear this. I don't want you to... You don't know. slander my dad, yeah. dude. Don't. But, but he was how the dare you he was the ruin the memory of my father? Yeah. He's the opposite. And he's like, no, I want to hear these stories because my whole life I've been told he was perfect. Yeah, and I, I want to really know that he was an, he was you know he had his own faults, mm-hmm. uh, which was great because you don't normally hear that kind of thing. Yeah, that's a really good point. <clears throat> um, yeah, and wow, and the, and to hear all the firefighters talk about how much of a hero he was and how he would always run in to save whoever's in the fire, uh, no questions asked, wouldn't even think about it. Um, um, we actually put aside some time during the movie. Uh, whether we did it on purpose or not, obviously I don't think it was on purpose, but uh, there was literally a time where we were like, again, I don't want to put myself, I have to, to compare. Uh, I was in the army for five years, and I wouldn't run into a fucking building that's on fire. Yeah. These these fucking guys, and I know a lot of them. um, I actually have a friend, my friend Mark, his brother is a firefighter. (laughs) Shout out to Mark and shout out to his, his Mark, firefighter Mark's brother. Yeah, uh, brother is a uh, firefighter. Mark here. was accidentally on this podcast, wasn't he? We <laughs> we talked about him for a while, and uh, yeah, he, I may have edited him out, but anyway, it was funny. Um, but yeah, no, I I couldn't do uh, that kind. I of have proudly served side by side with uh, Coast Guard. Uh, I'm not gonna jump out of a perfectly good helicopter into the ocean to save. A, a dying dog. I love animals like anybody else, but I know a fucking guy that jumped into a river from a helicopter to save a puppy. Yeah, wow. Yeah, I'm not fucking doing that. 
Let's. I'm not fucking doing I that. These guys are fucking heroes, man. I just remembered something that we need to talk about. Go ahead. That you wanted to talk about. Oh, please. Well, first of all, we did not write notes, and I asked this fucking grateful man. I I asked him to remember a bunch of shit that I can't remember. So, I wanted to discuss the art. His his art, his tattoo art, mm. and the art of the superhero. Which mm. you, you had a story about yourself of, of your personal life with your uncle. Wow. Thank you for bringing that up. I did forget that. Holy fucking um, shit. I thought dude. that was some great art. Now, what was it? Something freeze? Uh, so there's this uh, scene in. Oof. Dude. Wow. Thank you for remembering. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Ice Flash. That was it. Ice yeah, Flash. Yeah, so there's this scene in the movie where. How did that come about? Did he have a, a family Burr's, member? No, Bill Burr's son. Okay. Drew a like the superhero, right? And, and uh, Pete did his own version of it. So okay, so the the kid that Pete Davidson's character did the tattoo on. That's how uh, Pete's mom and Bill Burr met. Mm-hmm. We haven't even talked about that yet, so we're just sort of doubling back to for the people that have not watched it, and the listeners that don't care about spoilers and have listened to this without watching the movie, I'm trying to explain best for them uh, the progression of the movie so they kind of get it all in context. Um, So the irresponsible actions of Pete's character, Pete Davidson's character on the beach, he he tries to tattoo a kid that gives him his verbal consent, but he's like fucking nine years old. Yeah. The kid then... Uh, and his friends are telling him don't do it the whole right, time. Right, right. Which is funny because later on he's telling them not to do right. the Right. Yeah, so there's a lot of... There's a lot of... Um, Ironic. Iron- irony that happens and um, things that point out hypocrisy that even the characters that are partaking in said hypocrisy don't know that they're being hypocritical. I, I like to say the, the epitome of hypocrisy. It's, uh, speak, <laughs> speaking of other people that I, I've seen, it's the epitome of hyperbole. Hyperbole. That's, yes. uh, Brian Regan. Uh, uh which our is. president is the epitome of hyperbole. Which is the epitome of hyperbole. <laughs> uh, what I love about that is that he's actually saying he's too dumb to know that, uh, epitome of hyperbole is the epitome of hyperbole. It's fucking genius. Mm-hmm. And some of that sort of rever- reverberates and doubles back to explain exactly what this movie is about. Um, there are so many things, especially with the kid uh, getting a tattoo. All of his friends are telling him not to do it. That same kid, that father, ends up running into Aunt May. I'm just going to call her what she is. Uh, and they end up dating. And... Pete's character gets super pissed off that the first person she ends up dating is a fucking fire hi- a firefighter. Yeah. The the epitome the epitome of hyperbole uh, a mirror image of his dead father. Yeah. Uh, that and, and I want we I, went an hour and a half without even talking about. I don't that want to shit. talk about it right this moment, but remind me. You can. You have to. We have to. Let's talk about the fight. The, the swimming swimming pool fight. Bill Burr and Pete. That's fucking funny. Get into a fight. <laughs> and it's, it's like this. It was hilarious. Uh, he just tosses him into the pool. <laughs> you want to keep going, <laughs> motherfucker? Let's keep going. <laughs> and he just does a, a total like WWE mm-hmm. move on him and flips him into the pool. Uh, it it's hilarious. so good. It's so good. I love the fact that, you know what? Give this fucking guy an Oscar. The fucking mustache alone deserves a fucking award. Billy motherfucking Burr. I saw you at Orlando Improv. I interacted with you. I have a picture. It's on my Instagram. Fucking go look at it. With Bill Burr at the Orlando Improv. He hated me then. He hates me now. But I fucking love this fucking guy. He crushed this fucking movie. Everything that he did was fucking perfect. I cannot... I, I'm just gonna suck his dick the whole time. Just, just <laughs> shut me the fuck up. Well, Be- let's go back... Let's go back to the art. 
Um, did, did you want to talk about that with your uh, uncle and whatnot? Um, Please, because I, yeah. Uh, that really kind of hit home for you. Well, I mean, where do you want me to go with that? Um, i got to tell the whole story about my uncle for it to make sense. The, the story about him um, doing the, the comic or the uh, superhero. Uh, um... So my uncle's locked up, uh, wrongfully accused. I'm going to say this out loud for the first time. Um, I'm actively looking into opening up his case to see how much it's going to cost for DNA and all that shit. Um, when I was in high school, I'm 40 now, so do the math, assholes. <laughs> uh, he used to send me original artwork, mm-hmm. like Marvel-style super detailed original characters do you know how hard it is to come up with a fucking original character even back then yeah i still have those drawings saved somewhere yeah and my dad uh recently let me know um there's this app that came out called jpay jpay and I thought it was a scam because there's an app out there called JDate. It's for Jewish people. <laughs> so I thought that my dad was being scammed into thinking that his brother was messaging him from an app called JPay. Oh, and those scams do happen. In fact, they happen my, all the time. My my uh, step grandfather uh, got freaked out and contacted my dad. Because he apparently got a call from somebody trying to scam him saying that I was in prison. That I was in jail and I needed money. You called me after that happened. Yeah. I remember that. And my grandpa, Holy shit. My grandpa was freaking out. I do remember that. Because somebody claimed to claim So to that's my me. point. I was like, Dad, it's not Uncle Peanut trying to get... His name is Peanut, by the way. Shout out to my Uncle Peanut. He might have access to this now. Here's what I've learned. Inmates now have access to iPads that are locked down in certain jails because for people that don't know, jails are privately owned. It's an institution. There's a whole thing. We, we, we will not talk about that. We're not going to go right. into that, but I'm sure you're on the same page as me that they should not be privately run. They're not. They shouldn't they should be. not be for it's, profit. It's all systemic. It's bullshit. And it's all about systemic racism and how I'm not going to get into Black Lives Matter yeah. and all that shit. Anyway. Um, my point is, is that I'm looking out for my fucking uncle, and my dad gets a message from an app called JPay. I believe that's what it's called. Uh, only because, uh, I think I talked about this last time, people have been targeting us, uh, and our Facebook pages, and PayPal, and all that shit. I just talked about that shit earlier. And so, I was like, no, that's not Uncle Peanut. It's somebody trying to get your fucking money I did some uh, legwork and it's legit it's really him he really wants to hear from me and there was a scene where um, a family member got like a drawing uh, what was it called ice ice uh... anyway it was a really cool ice flash Ice flat. It was a really cool drawing of like this sort of superhero, and I'm like, oh my god. I think that Judd Apatow is talking to me specifically right now. How would he know that I have a history of an uncle in jail that likes to draw and sends me drawings of things that he thinks I could make into a comic book, maybe, in his name? Right. And now I feel like an asshole because all these years later he's asking for me, and I can almost guarantee you it'd be super funny. If he's like, hey, what'd you do with all my drawings, motherfucker? <laughs> you know? But I like the fact that he now has access, like, a human being to his friends and family to where he can talk to somebody and not be so disconnected from the real world. Because when he gets vindication for all the wrong that's been done to him, he can leave that system at least being somewhat in touch with current technology. Mm-hmm. Back in the day, people used to want to go back in prison because they couldn't they couldn't survive integrate in, back in, in, that, the, in the in the in the real system. Yeah. 
Like, um, this is totally different than when I went in. I can't do this. I gotta that, go that shit hit, hit me real hard, and I, and I appreciate you bringing that up because all I really want to do is shine a light on the fact that I have an uncle locked up that is in jail for murder for something that he didn't do. And just that one drawing, I was like, oh my god. This shit hit, hits home, and these people don't even realize what the fuck they're doing. Mm-hmm. It's a completely random scene. In some, That scene could have been cut out. It really didn't mean a lot, but it meant a lot to me. Yeah. Yep. And thank you for bringing that up, scene. because I fucking forgot, man. It's a I very short forgot. scene, too. This but is the, why this is why you're a co-host. But that that is <laughs> that's also when that was me, I'm sorry. that's also when things started to turn for the better with their relationship because Bill Burr saw the artwork and he said, "Wow, he is really good." Yeah, he did this. Um, yeah, yeah, he did this. I'm gonna let him do some tattoos on my back, which I thought was funny. That's He's can like, we talk about that? Don't put any Chinese characters on there. Uh, he even said, "Is that racist?" I go, "Yes, it's very <laughs> much racist, and it's fucking perfect." But he's because he's worried about it saying uh, he wanted to order Chinese takeout or something like that. Yeah, and you asked me, he's like, is that a real thing? And I go, yeah, uh, people like random Chinese characters or Japanese characters and they want that on their body, but they don't know what it means. Right, right. So I don't want to put uh, something that looks cool and I'm ordering Kung Pao chicken. This symbol on my tattoo, this symbol means douchebag. But his whole back was full and he's like, he, he told me not to look at it because he told me, he promised me. Yeah. He wasn't going to put anything bad on it. And he totally put bad shit on it. But yes. there was also an entire scene where he put a nice... Yes. Up at the top of his back, he had a, a, a family image of, of him with Bill Burr. Missing his with dad. his daughter and his mom. Or his sister and his mom. Missing and, his original dad. And his dad is at the top right corner in like, in like a sun. As the sun. As yeah. the sun. Shining down, approving everything that's going on because... Right. What happens is is that even though Pete and Bill Burr's character ultimately hate each other because Pete tattooed his kid, um, he ends up falling in love with Aunt May and everything. I'm going to call her Aunt May. That's her name. <laughs> and um, it's, it's beautiful. They end up having this great relationship. He's never, he's never trying to take the place of his father. Wait, was... Uh... Who was his his uncle in Spider Man? Wasn't it uh, Sheen? Wasn't it Martin it, Sheen? It depends on it depends the on the one with Marissa Tomei. No, it's not Martin Sheen. Was it um, Martin Sheen? Who no, uh, the one with Marissa Tomei. Um, there is never an Uncle Ben. He's already dead. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. I remember now. Sorry, I didn't. I no, you're right. That's where one. <laughs> and to bring up some bad shit, but yeah, uh, he's going dead. to the wrestling matches. Well, you're talking about Tobey Maguire Spider-Man. I'm talking about yeah, yeah, yeah. Tom Holland Spider-Man. Uh, they will both be my Spider-Man forever, but Tom Holland is my current Spider-Man. So, um, go listen to the Avengers uh, Endgame podcast if you want to. We we got that whole fight. I think we got to start wrapping this up, but mm-hmm. I'm trying to think of any any other big things well, I wanted to say. Um, the 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 way I'm trying to wrap it up is by talking about how after the whole after hilarity ensues, uh, it's basically and I hate saying this, uh, it's a coming of age story. This guy grows up, Pete grows up, uh, he fucking finds his pathway, and ironically, it has to do with um, a firefighter falling in love with his mom, and then. Um, Fulfilling his destiny as a firefighter, just like his dad. Yeah, he starts to to be their their proby kind of. Mm-hmm. Although he was just cleaning the station and whatnot at first, uh, and he was getting hazed like crazy. Those hazings were r- rough. Yeah, but <laughs> can we go back to the heights though, too? Because I I really didn't understand. Yeah. Um, I I understand why it exists, but. It was very subtle, and when it came through as sort of a twist, I'm like, wait, why the... What? Well, apparently they didn't do enough homework either, because the owners of that shop lived in the shop. At least, at least it seemed like they lived in the shop and the pharmacy, because they were both there. I respected the twist, and it was very unexpected, obviously. That's how a good twist works. I just didn't know where it came from. The, the idea that sprouted the heist was so buried... That when it actually happened, I'm like, am I watching a different movie? What the fuck? Yeah. That's why I don't give this a perfect 110. Yeah. Because yeah. 
when that twist actually came up, I understood why it did. But the subtlety of when it got brought up, I didn't see that foreshadowing. And I was like, oh, wait, what the fuck? Why, yeah. why is this happening? And you're like, oh, remember when they said this and this and this? And I was like, yeah. But I thought they were joking. And you're like, no, this is the, this is the, uh, the end result of that conversation that you didn't even know existed. And I'm like, did I take a piss yeah. during this? Like, what the fuck happened? I, I, I didn't understand where that heist bit came from. I'm glad it happened because I love heists. But I I didn't get where it came from because I missed the subtlety of the introduction. I know something else we need to talk about. The rest of the music. There was one please, song. Please, there was please, one please. song that really hit a note for you. Oh my god! I'm gonna, I'm gonna cry. Yeah. Um, was near the end of the movie. Mm-hmm. It was an instrumental for the most part. Um, talk about that. Mm. Do you know the name of the song? I don't. I was just gonna tell you. I can't talk about it because. I don't know what it's called. I mean, I do know what... Uh, God damn. Do we know what it's called? Do we have to pause and then just finish this? Um, we could look up the soundtrack. Let me look it up on my phone. Um, while you do that, uh, there's a disclaimer here because I don't think the new listeners know that I'm deeply connected to sights and sounds and smells. Um... I have this whole thing to where I can recognize your face, but I cannot recognize your name until I put a sort of nickname to it or moniker. I have to, I I may, I have a joke in my very few minutes of stand-up where I say, if I ever get struck by lightning or hit, get hit by a car and the cops try to figure out if it was a murder-suicide or... Yeah, a murder or a suicide. They would look at my phone and instantly think that it was a murder, like a mob hit, because everybody in my phone contacts has a nickname. I can only, like, I have a guy, my nickname called Yankee John. He's a Yankees fan. I have a guy called Angry John or Army John. He's the same guy. The Army John is angry because he used to be in the Army just like me. So... In order for me to put uh, a recollection to something, especially music, um, it's a big deal. This is a song that, and I and I can hear it in my head, and I have yet to, to say what it's called because I don't know what it is. But every time I hear it, and I even brought it up to you, I was like, this, no. Did you find it? Is that it? Well, not don't play it for here because we can't clear it. But I need to know the name. I don't know. Uh, I'll, I, I pulled up the soundtrack, but there's only six songs, and they're like for the part of the movie. It's not an actual. So song okay. Title. So here's something that I have to explain to people. There's there's an album that you can pull up that is called the original movie soundtrack. There's a difference between that and an original movie score. Yeah, this is music from the motion picture. Is that it? Might might be. It's a very familiar one too, but um, it's another it's another accolade for Apatow that he would figure out this particular tune, especially to talk to somebody like me that's so in tune with. Um, you know, talking about depression and mental health, mental illness, um, shout out to Teresa, who we've done multiple, uh, you know, fundraisers for Autism Speaks, you know, her little brother is autistic, so I'm very aware of the spectrum and, and very sensitive to those topics because... As I was growing up, I feel like I was a part of that too. And so there's a lot of things on the spectrum that um, involve me and my memories and the sense of smell, the sense of taste, and how you feel when you hear a particular song. And when this song was played, I was like, there's no fucking way that this guy knows that this is going to resonate with me. And he picked it, and it did. 
And I don't know how, but that's why this movie gets almost a close 11D. Because, god damn it, man. I was putting this off to not feel a certain way. And just the way the cards are stacked for this particular weekend. For all this shit to just take place when it did. I think it's perfect. And for the $6 that I paid, I'm going to buy the fucking Blu-ray. Just because I feel like I should have rented this and 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 reviewed it when it happened. But I'm glad that I reviewed it and we did when it happened because this is the perfect time for it. And I'm humbled and I'm actually motivated and I can't wait for you to find that fucking song because you're playing it in the background and it's fucking killing me. Let's find it and let's go out on that. Plug... Yeah, plug plug what you got going on and then we'll pause it and we'll find it and we'll go on on that um thank you for doing this by the way i'm sorry this is a three-hour podcast yeah uh way too long i'm gonna have to split this up but uh oof, um it's it's good what well, only thing i've got going on currently is to finish up um my songs for the city on a hill podcast um i did an acoustic rendition of the um opening credit well i mean don't plug that by the time they hear this it will either be or it will <laughs> well um so that's what i'm finishing up now but i am i am trying to get back into recording some music i've got my studio my home studio set up with my vocal booth um and i just need to really you know i don't know the right word is hunker down or focus just, just focus on we, we talked about this one step at a time, one bit at a time. I'm, I'm thinking it's overwhelming because I'm sitting here going, you know, I have all these projects. There's that I too never, much to do. I never finished all these projects, and, and, and how am I ever going to get it done? You just got to start. You got to start small. One Like Biggie Small said, break it down into sections. Exactly. Just break it down into sections. You do it one bit at a time. Tackle it one Don't by one. Don't overwhelm you uh, because if you look at the bigger picture, you're never going to get anything done. Can you... Um... Thank you. Thank you for that. That's very good. Uh, so what, that's what I'm working on right now, uh, but I'm also working on... Can you tell business, them what business ideas. TV shows you're watching and plug your current website? Um, well, my current website, Aaron, aaronsmusic.com or acousticaf.com. Um, I am currently watching... Or like video games that you're playing, if you have any time for that. No, I'm not enough. playing video games yeah. right now. Uh, the last video game I played was uh, a game called Alan Wake. Nice. Which is kind of similar to Max Payne, but it's more of a um, his more only, of a Stephen King. His like, only horror. weapon is a flashlight, right? Yeah. Yeah, it's yeah, like yeah. A Stephen, He's like a horror. I love that. I never played that. Yeah, but one of my favorite. Bands, I love that idea. One of my favorite bands, Poets of the Fall, did the music for it. Nice. So that's why I bought it. It's uh, it's on Xbox 360. Uh, speaking of, I I let you borrow a few PS3 games, and I don't know if you ever played them, but we'll talk about that later. <laughs> um. Yeah, you can find me, like I said, uh, Analysis49, the games I borrow from him, I'm playing them right now. <laughs> uh, the only show I'm really watching currently is Fringe, trying to, trying to finish that up. Um, uh, can we talk about Quibi, Reno 911, any of yes. those shows? Um, there's, we just, we just had this discussion. Those are fun. There's way too much content out there. Which yeah. It's so saturated right now. Yeah. That you cannot possibly watch everything you want to watch. There's no yeah. time for it. And even. It's even, ridiculous. Even people that don't have jobs right now, I don't think can watch all of it. <laughs> I, I don't think they want to. They can't afford it. Yeah. Um, but anyway, yeah. So I'm watching Fringe currently. Um. I don't know what I'm gonna start next, but well, I do. I do need to watch the rest of Reno 911. What I meant is that plug your shit so we can get the fuck out of here. Well, I did. Just... <laughs> I, already, I already plugged it. Uh, I <clears throat> am currently on. Uh, you guys can follow me, Instagram. Uh, a week late. I have a couple of projects going on there. I am actually supposed to be posting a couple things very soon. Please go, like, and. Uh, share like and share on facebook.com slash a weekly podcast um we are on 
iHeartRadio. We are on <clears throat> Google Podcasts. Just like and subscribe on everything. Uh, yes, <laughs> please. Uh, iTunes, you can Google. Sorry. You can search on iTunes. F-E-N. It will pull up a week late faster than if you search a week late. I don't know why iTunes does that to me. They can suck my big ass cock. Um, Hyperbole. The the epitome of hyperbole. (laughs) Um, I don't know why they do that. They're trying to suppress me. Uh, Also, what's the other one? Stitcher. Um, I think I'm on Stitcher. What's the other one that starts with an S? Anyway. No idea. Just Google a week late. SoundCloud. SoundCloud.com slash a week late. SoundCloud's um, actually better because you can track the stats. I yeah. that would that would really help me a lot if you can if you can follow me on SoundCloud I can actually track your stats and 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 shout you out. If you follow me on Twitter uh, at a week late um, I can do the same thing. Just DM me. Uh, and um, also at Fen Promos is uh, something that I haven't been promoting. Uh, that's the umbrella company. Um, please. Check that out soon. I'm going to be posting some really good music. I have to show you that tonight, actually. And I might throw in a bonus uh, a bonus uh, music link when I post this on my SoundCloud. That is it for us tonight. Thank you very much, guys. I'm sorry this went for... This is mad long. I'm going to have to split this up. Uh, this is probably a two-parter, uh, which is fine. Spoiler version and a non-spoiler version. Thank you. Aaron Field. You are welcome, Mr. Analysis. You're going to say Bond. (laughs) Uh, Thank you, Mr. Bond, for all of our music. And my name is Darren Torres. Catch me at Analysis49. And we will see you a week ago. All right. Cheers. See you next time. Peace. Thank you so much. Love you. I'm so loud. All by my... Hey guys, so I found the fucking song. It's called Explosions in the Sky. And it's by a group or a band called Your Hand and Mine. Fuck you, Judd Apatow, for putting this in the movie. Uh, it, it... Explain so much to everybody that knows what it means. What do you have to say, Aaron? It's a great song. I, it's the first time I'm hearing it, but it's uh, very euphoric. And, um... Uh, it's so good. Yeah. Anyway, um, I'm gonna make Aaron play this for me later. Uh, I felt that I just wanted to put this in as a last-minute thing. Go... Listen to this fucking song. If you guys haven't even watched the TV show, uh, Friday Night Lights, Lights, go do that, you guys. Um, And just listen to Explosion to the Sky, your hand in mine. It's fucking great. Especially during a rainstorm, just to relax, to be inspiring while you run. Thank you, guys. This is your gift from me to you. Week Late Podcast, episode 123. Thank you guys so much. I'm out. Thank you, man. So good. Alright guys, thank you. Good night.